This episode of Didn't I Just Feed You is sponsored by By Heart. Longtime listeners know that Stacy and I both struggled with infant feeding stages with all our kids. Breastfeeding was hard, and choosing a formula was, well, also hard. We're thrilled to be working with By Heart, an infant nutrition company on a mission to make the best formula in the world. Not only is By Heart an easy-to-digest formula, their formula is also clinically proven for easier digestion, less spit-up, and softer poops versus leading infant formula. By Heart has their own patented protein blend that includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio, just like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code D-I-J-F-Y for a limited time. That's byheart.com slash podcast and code D-I-J-F-Y, short for didn't I just feed you. Additional terms and conditions apply. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable. With stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft. Made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Hey, I'm Stacy. And I'm Megan. And this is Didn't I Just Feed You? A podcast about feeding family. Because, damn, kids need to eat a lot. And so frequently, too. I know we're, like, at the end of July here, um, but we are getting ready to gear up for back to school. How about you guys, Stacey? Yeah, I mean, no. We still have a whole (laughs) month. Oh, really? Yeah. We don't start till September 5th. September 5th? That's kind of amazing. Uh, It's like, I don't know. It's this weird thing. I sort of resent having to think about back to school starting August 1st, but I know half the country is going back to school, so I get it. And it does help me plan ahead because we're on vacation the whole second half of August. So that's... Oh, that's really fun. It is. It's fun. Where are you going for vacation? We're going to Turkey. Do you have family there? I'm really excited. So Mike and I have been to Istanbul before and fell completely in love so now we're going to go back with the kids and explore more of the country. Wow. Yeah. I can't wait to see what you eat. So we need to make sure everyone's following you um, at Stacey Billis on Instagram. You have uh, to share so much in your excited. stories. Yeah, I'm Please. pretty excited. The food is pretty killer as I remember it. Um, I'm Greek, so like it's a very big deal that I'm going to Turkey. Yeah. <laughs> Greeks are still super old school. Why are you going to that country? I'm like, you guys, it's been like thousands of years. Like, let's move on. <laughs> there, we're probably all from the same gene pool. All right. It's it's all good. Um, and the food is all pretty much the same, but their food is a little bit better. Daisy, <laughs> I, I feel like you're not supposed to say that. It's just a little bit more like spiced and flavorful. And I'm a sucker for kebabs. It's so good. <laughs> the food in Istanbul was so good. So I'm very excited. But anyway, I will not be thinking about school or school lunches. And you will be like, like you'll be in it, right? Yeah. When does school start for you? School starts for us August 20th. Wow. We just have, you know, a few short weeks until school starts. When we lived in Georgia, school usually started the first week of August. So I'm just like in that mind frame, the end of 
you know, we do family vacation in July. And then when we come back, it's like time to check everyone's backpacks. Do we need new shoes for school and time to get back in the routine of packing school lunches, which is what we're going to talk about today. I and love school lunches. I get really excited about it. I know people, <laughs> other people do not. Um, you just made every listener <laughs> so mad. I know, but I, <laughs> everyone just in unison went, Oh, Stacy, I'm just speaking my truth here. I know my truth. The funny thing is I do too. And I was kind of sad when Isaac went to middle school and started eating at the cafeteria. I was like, oh, really? Yes. Ella, my um, oldest, she, when she was in preschool, they offered a a hot lunch and she was like in her third or fourth year there. And she was like, I really want to do hot lunches is what she called it. I really want to do hot lunches, mama. And so we let her do it one day a week. And it was like so hard for me. I'm like, I love, this is what I love about school lunch is that I love knowing what she eats in a day. And also like that, I feel like I'm packing a little bit of love. I'm thinking about them and what they're going to eat when I'm packing it. Like what's going to make them excited at school and what's going to fuel them and they're playing and they're learning. So sending that little bit of love, but also there's like the control freak in me. That's like wanting to know what they ate. And totally. when that lunchbox comes back, I can see, oh, they didn't eat any of, that, any of their fruits and veggies. They just ate the carbs and whatever little treaty I packed. And it helps me figure out what to feed them later in the day. When, they, when she would have hot lunches, I'd say, oh, what'd you have for lunch? And she'd be like, I had yogurt. I'm like, <laughs> yogurt yeah. is not lunch. What else did you eat? Well, um, I feel the same way, but you and I are food people and also... I think it's very interesting that you mentioned that you could look at her lunch and what came back because the same was true of me. And I used to constantly get the question, oh, well, how do you know that when nothing, when the lunchbox came back empty that they really ate it? And the truth is, I, I really did believe them. And still to this day, I do because other days it would come back full. Like they weren't being sneaky about it. But I think that has to do with the food culture in our homes. Yes. Because we are food people and we are cooks. I do think that in other homes, because food, the food culture is so different in most homes, I think it's true that a lot of kids will just, you know, throw away what they don't eat or they don't really report back or maybe they're not reporting accurately that there isn't that same sort of relationship yeah. <laughs> um, going on. So it isn't quite as rewarding for other parents as it is for us. And there isn't that kind of honest flow of information. And it's not that it's like dishonest or the kids are lying on purpose, but I just don't think that um, parents get as much out of packing lunch as you and I do. Yeah. Um, And so it's not as easy or rewarding or informational. Yes. (laughs) And so they then don't want to do it. And I get that. Yeah. And so I should add that part of what we'll be doing around school lunches on Didn't I Just Feed You is a three-part series. We're going to talk today, just the two of us, but then we have some special guests, including Catherine McCord of Weelicious, who also has a book about school lunches, packing lunches. 
Daisy, who else do we have lined up? We love, how much do we love Catherine? She's amazing. She's amazing. She's so awesome. She's written a book about it. She's constantly posting on Instagram about it. She has such a like practical approach to it. I mean, definitely her kids might be the healthiest eaters on the planet. They and have just plenty of my treats kids are pretty too. healthy eaters. They do. But they they do just like kids. they eat well. That's what I admire. I'm like, wow, you just they do eat well, but yeah. I mean, my kids eat well too and eat pretty healthfully, but like her yes. kids' treats are all like, like dragon fruit smoothies all the time. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Yes. And I love, um, her daughter loves, her youngest daughter, I should say, I think her name is Gemma. She loves yes. to eat like spicy ginger and spicy pickly things. And it's so fun when um, Catherine shares her little Instagram stories of her faces eating all the spicy food. It's pretty cute. Um, we're also going to have Laura Fuentes of Momables. Yes. Also another great lunch expert who's also going to speak to us about um, thinking about dietary restrictions and food allergies. So you guys are definitely going to want to tune in a whole three-part series. It's not going to just be us. Although we're we're pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> But we do have other people. Yes. So in the next couple of weeks, tune in. We are going to have you absolutely covered on this school lunch thing all month long. And send us your questions because we want to help answer them throughout the series. Um, Not only on the podcast, but on our Instagram at Didn't I Just Feed You. Yep. And we'll have um, lots of links to resources on Didn't I Just Feed You.com. But before we dive any further into school lunch, we should talk about what we're digging this week. Yes. Um, this is just a quick segment where Cece and I share one new kitchen tool or food thing that we're loving. It can be a product. Sometimes it's a trick or technique. It's anything that makes life easier or more delicious. So Stacey, what are you digging this week? Okay. So this week, I'm going to focus on something that makes life more delicious. So, uh, family trip to Turkey coming up, but this summer I took two other small little jaunts, if you will, to the South. Uh, Isaac and I went to North Carolina so that he could attend, um, Duke basketball camp. And then me and the boys met up with you, Megan, and your family in Atlanta. And over those two trips, believe it or not, I tried... What's it called? Duke's mayonnaise? Duke's <laughs> For the mayonnaise. first time. Believe it or not. And actually, I have to say that my dad lived in Tennessee for a long time. My sister lives in Louisiana. So I really don't know how it was this was the first time that I ever tried Duke's. But it totally lived up to the hype. And I found a source in New York City. You did? <laughs> did. Okay. A source. <laughs> And will we are all share about that? Dukes. Yes. Will you share that source in our show notes? I will. But it's only will, for oh, New York City people. <laughs> yeah. Well, it may it may help people who are in and around New York. I will say uh, Dukes is a religion in the South. Like you, Dukes, all the way. That's what you use for everything. And I didn't love mayonnaise until I discovered Dukes. It's And now really that we're in Idaho, it's, it's so good. I, it, one thing is it doesn't have any sweetener in it, like a lot of um, jarred mayonnaise do. So it's like got that perfect, t- like yeah. rich tang to it. 
um, which is just what I love about it. I don't like a sweet mayonnaise, but I can't find it in Idaho. Sorry. And I know it's pretty <laughs> painful. It's an excuse for me to like uh, fly people out here. I'm like, fly from Atlanta and just bring, <laughs> bring Dukes in your check bag, which actually my friend Patty did for me recently. And of course I loaded up while we were in Atlanta too. But I feel weird about ordering it from Amazon because you can. I don't know. It's like this weird thing. It doesn't make sense because obviously it's shipped from where it's produced to the grocery store. But I just worry. I had a really bad coffee and coffee bean experience with Amazon where it seemed like the coffee wasn't stored properly and got too hot and went rancid. And so I worry that like I'm going to end up with a disgusting box of like rotting me in oh no wah, wah. Ew. <laughs> Yuck. yeah okay. so gross. well you just <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry wah, you guys wah, wah. okay people dukes is the way to go i think you can order it on amazon i haven't needed to yet because of my source um i just like saying source in a deep yes i can tell um but (laughs) which i'll link (laughs) i'll put up on our site i will also put the amazon link on our site uh i'm also just gonna say side note i often i used to do it every single day but now that i only have one kid that i'm packing school lunches for on instagram i would say two to three times a week i post a school lunch as inspiration i'll be doing it this year starting in september And I get asked nearly every single time I post the picture where my lunchbox is from. It's a Planet Lunchbox. I should have made that my what I'm digging, but I've been doing it for so many years and I'm so tired of answering the question that it wasn't what I felt like focusing on. But I am going to throw the link up for that as well, just so people can have it. And now, Megan, what are you digging this week? Mine is also... A lunchbox. Great. The more uh, lunchbox <laughs> recommendations, the better. Right? So I think that's a, an interesting thing. And actually, last summer, around this time, Ella, my six-year-old, and I did a lunchbox review where she tried out a bunch of them. And um, Planet Box was one that she really liked. But we don't reach for it time and time again. But easy lunchboxes are lunchboxes that we have so many of. I think we have 15 of them now, which drives my husband bananas because they're everywhere. It feels like all the time. But here's what's great about them. They are plastic. And so they're super lightweight. They have a tight fitting lid. They have either, they have a new one that we've been loving this summer, which is a four quadrant lunchbox. So you can pack like a snack platter or almost like a Starbucks bistro box inspired lunch that feels very snacky, which my kiddos are super into. And then the other one is like a larger, three compartments. So one larger compartment and two smaller ones, which is really great for sandwiches. They're dishwasher safe. They're super inexpensive. So you can buy 10 of them, which is something we'll talk about a little bit more. But I love to pack as much of lunch as I can on Sunday night for the whole week. Oh, So the rest of the week, I just like add fresh fruit or assemble the sandwich, just like making lunch day-to-day lighter. Nice. Um, So yeah, I'll link to the easy lunch boxes. I'll link to the lunchbox reviews and also some other stuff from the kitchen, like how I pack 10 lunches at a time because 
when you have two kids in full-time daycare or full-time school, that's how many lunches you have to pack every week, which is a lot. And why, probably why most parents don't love school lunch the way I love school lunch. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever done the math, Stacey, about how many lunches you pack, have packed in your lifetime? No, I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have packed so many. Wow. That's really interesting to think about. I'm going to have to do that. Maybe I'll do the math after the fact and put it up on the site. That would be fun. It would be fun. Um, yeah. You know, there was a while where Isaac only liked hot lunches and not sandwiches. Like he's gone through all these different phases. And I used to like make spinach pies ahead of time. And I mean, we've gone through like so many different like, you know, seasons of school lunch it's funny. And now, you know, people will talk about these phases over the course of a single school year, where yes. at the end of the school year, you see all these funny Instagram posts where people are like, here, kid. And it's a picture of like, you know, a parent throwing a Doritos bag at a kid's face or something funny like that. <laughs> like, Yes. I'm I done. actually really love those. <laughs> it's hilarious. I can relate. Of right? course. We have such good intentions in August and September when school starts. We're going to be better this year. And um, we don't always live up to those. And that's okay. It's hard. It's hard. You get yeah. so exhausted. But funnily enough, I kind of feel that way with my second child. Okay. <laughs> it's not just over the course of a school year. It's just I've been doing this for so long. And I've also been recording it and sharing it over social yes. media and writing about it. I've written on kitchen.com and on yes. Mom Meets and on One Hungry Mama. And I've been on other people's podcasts and I've done it on TV and syndicated media tours. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. I mean, poor Oliver. This past year, it was like, oh, you like cream cheese and carrots? Great. Like, you know, two times a week, all year, cream cheese and carrots cream cheese and carrots. <laughs> it's just, it gets exhausting. It's a lot. Yeah. So I totally get it. I really feel I, like the way you were saying, just planning ahead. Yes. For me, the key, because I don't pack ahead of time. Like I don't prep on Sunday or even the night before. For me, the key really is having shopping ahead of time. And having a pantry that's packed with a bunch of great things that I know I can pull from. Absolutely. Yes. Shopping and pantry are key. I want to ask a question, though, before we get too far. Yeah. Did your mom pack you lunch? Um, geez, like I feel like I don't even remember. She must have in elementary school. In middle school, we had a cafeteria, and in high school, we had a cafeteria. Oh, I something's coming back to me. Okay. So she was a, like, 70s health food nut. Yes. Like, carob, like, yes. all-natural peanut butter. And I remember at one point, I have a memory of trading something. What could I possibly have traded? I had no currency at all. I feel like I must have traded like a toy or like some other thing. <laughs> and I got like a 
um, this is so desperate and sad. I got a uh, hot chocolate packet and I would literally, you know, you know, like fun dip. Yeah. Literally. I used my finger as the stick and I was licking my pointer finger and sticking it into the hot chocolate packet and eating the hot chocolate powder off of my finger just to get some sugar. Oh, sugar, <laughs> like something, chocolate and sugar, something good. Oh my goodness. Because my lunches were so caraby, like oily, natural peanut butter, like hard bread, like that hard pumpernickel brown bread. It was nasty. But you ate those lunches or you try, you just tried to always trade? I don't know. No, who would trade with that? That's so gross. My mom has also, like, her taste buds, I don't even know. They're not, she's not into food. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, we, should, we shouldn't I should go too far down that here. rabbit hole Let's right now. Let's stop here in case she listens. Because um, she's a lovely woman. Yes, and you love her. Yes. Let's stop um, How about you? My mom <laughs> always packed us a peanut butter and jelly, a Capri Sun, oh. a piece of fruit, and a bag of chips. Mm, lucky you. Lucky you, Megan. (laughs) We were awful. Like, we would not eat them. We would bring our lunches back. We would just, like, scavenge at school and, like, um, buy stuff from the vending machine, both my brother and I. And we would, like, return this. This is definitely when we were older, like, in middle school. We would return the, like, brown paper bag with, so because there was no, like, fancy lunchbox for us. We would return the brown paper bag with, like, the smashed sandwich. And it got to a point where my mom would just, like, continue. Like, she would maybe make a fresh sandwich if it was really smashed. (laughs) But she would just recycle the bag and whatever piece of fruit and um, the bag of chips. (laughs) (laughs) It became, like, this battle. And then finally she was like, I'm done. You guys pack your own lunches. And I think, for listeners who have older kids... I actually think having kids pack their own lunches is something really, I think this is a really great point. I think that kids should pack their own lunches. I think as early as you can get them involved in the process, you should. Absolutely. So I have to say that I'm pretty bad about this. I think on one of our first podcasts, (laughs) on one of our intros, I've probably already mentioned that I have a terrible habit of referring to our kitchen as my kitchen, yes. which is really bad. Um, so I'm not always great at this, but over on Cool Mom Eats last year, Kristen Chase wrote about how she got her kids, who are slightly older than mine, well, some of them are, to pack, she got her kids to pack their own lunches. And she wrote a great post about the results of this, like what happened that was unexpected. Um, I'll include the link on that in our, on our website. And it was pretty interesting. Kristen's really, really great about getting her kids involved for a long time. She was a single mom with four kids. Wow. She's actually recently remarried. Yay. Yay. Congrats, Kristen. Um, to an awesome guy. Uh, but still like she, it was, she's an awesome mom. Her kids are great. And also, you know, like necessity. Yeah. She needed that help. That's a lot of guys help. 
Yes. That's right. Absolutely. So she talked about her kids learning more about food, how there was no more food waste. Yeah. Um, and that she actually learned more about what her kids liked. Interesting. By having them pack their own lunches. Um, and I thought that that was really interesting. Uh, that like by getting them involved and seeing like what they chose and what they didn't choose and that she would kind of put parameters for them. Like, okay, you need to have a fruit, you need to have a vegetable and protein, how her son drew, like, you know, when they were in the market and she was like, you need protein. And she was like, what about, you know, they were having a hard time picking. She was like, what about beef jerky? You know, something that she wouldn't have picked herself if she was just like going quickly and going, you know, picking the things she would normally pick. And he was like, oh, okay. He ended up loving it and going through a whole like beef jerky phase. That's awesome. Great. Yeah. They have a new thing in their repertoire. So I think that's a really great option that parents should explore, especially if you have tweens, 11, 12, 13 year olds. So we'll link to that, but I'm curious, did she like create one of those like lunch packing stations? It's very popular on Pinterest. You see that a lot. Like, oh, we make this bin and it lives in the refrigerator. It lives in a pantry shelf. And, and the kids can grab like one or two things from each of these bins to pack their own lunch every day. Yeah. I actually don't know if she did that, but I wrote about how I created a lower shelf in my fridge that had all of the kids stuff. Cause my kids are a little bit younger. Yeah. Um, and I did that. I wasn't, it wasn't very Pinterest worthy visually. That's okay. Um, but the kids knew that when they were going to go get their snacks or if I needed their help in the morning packing lunch, that in the pantry, the lower drawer, and in the fridge, the lowest drawer was where they could go. And when did you start doing that with them? Like, what ages were they? About a year ago. So Isaac was 10 and Oliver was 7. Okay. that's Ooh, that's good to know because Ella will be 7 in January. Yeah. Yeah, she's probably I mean, ready for that sort of autonomy and independence. Oliver was a little unruly about it, but Oliver's also just a little unruly. <laughs> in general. <laughs> in general. <laughs> So speaking of that pantry shelf, what, and also you mentioned like shopping and your pantry are a big part of your lunch packing strategy. What sort of things are in your shopping cart for school lunch in general? And what do you keep in your pantry for school lunches? Uh, I have a whole, like I have an essential lunchbox pantry list that I will link to. Um, you know, I have a formula. Our planet box has uh, like four main compartments and a small one. And it's like always a fruit, always a vegetable, always a protein area that's mostly sandwiches because my kids like sandwiches, but it can be like a roll up, um, you know, anything like that. And then a snack. And then there's like a little area in the middle that's like a dessert thing. Um for protein, I really like eggs. I often do a huge batch of hard-boiled eggs, um, lunch meat, canned tuna, hummus. It's funny. It's kind of shifting. Oliver fancies himself a vegetarian. He does eat meat, but he does eat meatless lunches, I would say, at least three to four times a week. He's not big on meat in his lunch. Um cheese, cream cheese, yogurt, quinoa. He's not big on cottage cheese, but Isaac was. Um, Seed butter, if you can't do nuts at your school. Tofu, edamame. You know, carbs, of course. Breads, 
but also like I try to think beyond just bread because sometimes just changing the shape of something works. Right. So like okay. a tortilla, roll up, like any, like crackers. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You know, roll up the ham things. and put crackers or pretzels yeah. instead of a ham sandwich. It's the same thing. <laughs> And somehow it's gone <laughs> instead of a ham sandwich that's like soggy and left behind. You want to be like, are you kidding? But somehow it works. Great. Great. It, it is this thing of like we all get sort of stuck in these routines and we don't think to get out of them enough. We've, we have to think outside the box sometimes at lunch. Like it doesn't have to fit this formula of what any other meal is either. There's a lot of freedom in school lunch. I I mean, I think so. And I think that the more you can just switch it up, kind of using the same old ingredients, the better. Right, a simple formula. Totally. Um, you know, I think also cooking some like grains or orzo or pasta for the week is really great. So Oliver really loves pasta. So I'll cook like elbows. And then one day I'll toss it with tuna salad, you know, which is some Duke's mayo and uh, tuna and relish. Another day I'll toss it with pesto and I can buy store-bought if I don't have any in the freezer or I don't have time to make some. You know, that's two lunches down. You know, pasta with pesto, like, is it the most nutritious? No, but it's filling. And if I put, you know, a bunch of veggies, yeah, great, who cares? You know, I like using layering orzo with things. So grain bowls, I call them grain bowls, but it can be right. a pasta bowl. Pick a cuisine, Mexican, Greek, Japanese, and then just think like, what are those ingredients? So layer with a protein, beans. It can be chickpeas for Greek, black beans for Mexican, edamame. I know edamame are technically not beans, I don't think. Right? They're a legume. Legume, they are. Okay, for Japanese, um, you know, and then you can throw in tofu for Japanese, uh, carrot ginger dressing, uh, layer on some salsa and lettuce for the Mexican and cheese. For the Greek, you can put feta and, you know, I don't know, chopped tomatoes um, and just layer some ingredients there, some olives or whatever. And then you have like a nice little bowl. Right. With some vinaigrette. Or whatever. So it sounds like you don't do the kind of lunch prep that I do, but you do do some prep work. Like if you're big batching some pasta or some grains for the week, you're doing some prep. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like I tend to like maybe every other week. Eggs I just always do. I think of eggs as just like an all-purpose prep because I'll turn that into a dinner one week or a breakfast or school lunch. And I tend to big batch pasta because sometimes I'll do that for dinner too. Yeah. So that's like a really smart strategy. Just thinking yeah. about when you're prepping anything during the week, whether it's like yeah. for your own lunch or for dinner, like make a little extra and then you can use it through for lunches throughout the week. We do that a lot with like spiced vegetables. Like we slice up a bunch of vegetables after shopping on Saturday and they're just like in the fridge for the kids to snack on at will. Um, yep. but then they're also there for when I'm ready to pack lunches too. Yep. Yeah, totally. And ditto eggs. Um, I like the idea of picking a cuisine, but one strategy we use is to pick meals we already love outside of lunch and turn them into lunch. Like, so we Ooh, do, I like that. we do breakfast for lunch a lot. So that'll be like a hard boiled nice. egg. I'll pull waffles from the freezer and 
reheat them for their lunchbox. They're kind of like room temperature when they go to eat them. Um, and then pack fruit and vegetables to fill out the rest of their lunchbox. Um, you know, we do a lot of like what we call snack platter for dinner at our house where we yeah. just like round up cheese and crackers and veggies and dips. And so we will also do that a lot for lunch boxes. Um, it's fun to do taco to, you know, do the like taco Tuesday things. Um, we don't do pizza Friday, which is another standard in our house for dinner for lunch boxes. But I think Ella would be really into that because she is obsessed <laughs> with the idea of the um, Lunchables pizzas. I was just going to ask you if you do Lunchables, like homemade, a homemade version. Yeah, we have, and like, that's one of those funny little things. Like she'll, she will ask to buy Lunchables and we've bought, we've bought the meat and cheese one once and we've, um, gotten the pizza one once and both Mm -hmm. times she didn't finish it because she didn't like the quality of the meat or like the quality (laughs) of the bread and the pizza. Literally, she was like, this pizza bread is squishy. Which is no, like, judgment on anyone who chooses Lunchables, but um, we make them... Such a child of a recipe. I know, right? (laughs) Like, little tiny food critic. So we have done the pizza Lunchables with, like, at home with an English muffin split. And you know those little um, pouches that you can buy and put smoothies in or, like, baby food in? We still have a few of those around, so we put... um, some pizza sauce in there, and then the cheese and pepperoni and some sliced up veggies and olives. And that was a really big hit. That's awesome. You should totally pack that for lunch. I bet she'd be so excited. Yes. I think that's one of her favorites. And breakfast for lunch is is for sure a favorite. And then she loves the just crackers, taking lunch deli meat and cutting it into little rounds with a biscuit cutter and the cheese into little rounds (laughs) with a biscuit cutter that feels like a Lunchable, but it's not a Lunchable. And I feel like just cutting shapes and that kind of thing, especially with younger kids, makes such a difference. Right. And it's that idea of like, I'm packing you a little love for the middle of your day. Um, I used to love that idea of packing love. But I'll be honest and say, I used to roll my eyes so hard when I was not (laughs) a parent at those people. Like, who, who is cutting that sandwich into a star shape and like wasting all that food? And now as a parent, I'm like... (laughs) What can I cut into a star shape today? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Anything for my Ella. (laughs) Right? Star-shaped quesadillas, star-shaped pancakes. Like, we'll make it all. You want different shape? It'll be hearts. Whatever you want, if it'll get you excited about eating. Do you feel like there are any specific things that you have to think about because your kids are younger, like nutritionally or I don't know, like in what yeah, her you know needs what? are, or does Emmett go to school for lunch? Like is lunch something that you have to pack for him or is he still half day? Yeah, the school um, provides lunch for him if, if we want to. And sometimes we do that, but he also takes a lunch. He is three going on four. And so for him, the, consider- the biggest consideration has been like the size that yeah. things are. Also, this is like a big note for anyone who's new to packing school lunches. They have a very short time to eat lunch. And there's not a lot of assistance around for them when they, if they need to get their lunchbox open, 
they need to make sure that they can like when you're choosing a lunchbox make sure it's a lunchbox that they can open on their own whether they're such a good point two or ten um and anything that you might put in a lunchbox that might be wrapped like ella loves baby bell cheeses and she's old enough now that i can send it like completely packed but for emmett it has to be unwrapped all the way because he doesn't have the dexterity to open it and so he just won't eat it because he can't get it open um so those are some like for younger kids just making sure that they can get whatever you pack for them open and keeping the sizes small enough that they can eat it with their fingers they need to because they might not be great with silverware and that might slow them down for their super short lunch break little guys (laughs) (laughs) little guys but he's the best eater like he you whatever you send him for lunch he eats it that's but the time thing is a really big deal and i hear this like i've heard this over the years with my kids like i didn't have enough time to eat i mean to the point where i've almost gone to the teachers and been like what's up (laughs) like why don't the kids ever have enough time to eat um i don't know i feel like i hear this from other parents too and i'm like are they lying (laughs) no or like do they not do they really not have time to eat but it's it's hard. I mean, they want to chat. It's also a break for these kids. It's a, and it's an important social component to yeah. their development, too. Yep. Totally. Um, I have a niece who's a very slow eater. Ugh. Very slow. And lunch is painful for her because she at school because she she can't eat her whole packed lunch. And so they've kind of, like, developed a strategy with her teachers where she has extra snacks packed. And so she basically has a snack at lunchtime and has a snack when they have a longer break in the afternoon. That's such a good tip. I'm so glad you shared that because I really have heard lots of parents talk about this. And I think that it's really great for parents to hear that if this is happening with your kid, you can say something to the teachers and really come up with a strategy to make sure that your kid is getting enough food. Yes. Even if it means they aren't getting it at lunch, because this is imperative. Making sure that your kid is well-fed and nourished through the school day is critical. It is critical to their ability to learn. And it's not just about making sure that they don't come home crabby at the end of the day, although we all know how that horrible helps. it is. We all want that. Yes. We want that. It is horrible when they come home crabby but you know what at least we know that when they come home like if they come out of the school building crabby we can give them a snack and get them to where they need to be but we don't want them feeling that way while they're at school and needing to focus so if they aren't eating lunch day after day after day their teachers need to work with you guys to figure out how they can get fed I mean, that's just part of what the school has to do. I think that's really, really important, especially if lunch is only 25 minutes long and you have a kid who's just a slow eater. Yes. So I want to say one more thing about that, and then we should jump into our Try This at Home, which I'm going to circle back, which is do not be afraid to ask your teacher questions. I um, actually interviewed Ella's three-year class teacher for A Story for the Kitchen, which we didn't end up using the interview, but we used a lot of her intel and just asked her, like, 
what is the biggest thing that you would want parents to know about their kids' school lunches? And especially for that, like three to five age, she was like, so many parents are actually packing too much food for their kids. And their kids are getting overwhelmed when they see that big lunchbox and they can't eat it all. So like pack the portion for, like, don't worry about filling up the lunchbox and making the lunchbox look great for Instagram. Like that's a myth make it like a portion that your kid actually eats at home. If they don't eat a whole sandwich when they're sitting at your dinner table, they're never going to finish a whole sandwich at school lunch. Oh, that's so smart. And actually, Megan, you reminded me that another person we're going to be interviewing for the school lunch series is a teacher, Heather, who was Oliver's second grade teacher, who's also going to be speaking to us about school lunches and her experience as a mom of younger kids. They're about your kids' ages. Yeah. And also someone who's been teaching in the classroom, slightly older kids, seven and eight-year-olds. So she has this great perspective on a range of ages. Um, And as we mentioned at the top of the show, if you didn't catch that, we're going to have Catherine McCord on our next school lunch episode. We're doing a three-part series Uh, Laura Fuentes of Momables. Like I just said, we're going to be talking to a teacher and we're also going to be answering in our third episode of the series, your questions on school lunch. So be sure to log on to didn'tijustfeedyou.com or our Instagram at didn'tijustfeedyou and also our Facebook page. Which is didn'tijustfeedyou. All of those places you can find us and ask us questions. So ask, ask away. We're going to have these experts. We are experts as well, and we're going to be answering them. So we really, really want to hear from you. And, oh, you forgot to mention the email, which is hello at didn'tijustfeedyou.com. If I was going to assign you parents out there some homework for back to school, it would be to talk to your new teachers, to talk to your teacher friends about school lunch. They have the best advice And they want to tell you, they want to help you because they don't want to see your kids being hungry and cranky in the afternoon either. So ask your, this week before school starts, ask your teacher about the time that your kids have for lunch and um, how much help they might have at lunchtime. Like, are they completely on their own? Is there an assistant who can help them with opening things? I love that. I love that. And I, I second that even for older kids, to be honest, because older kids get really, really social and um, knowing how much time they have, knowing who they're going to be sitting with, or is that going to be changed or is it assignments, is really helpful to know to have a context for what's going on at lunchtime. And taking the time to speak to the teacher as opposed to spending time or too much time rather, um, getting sucked into social media about school lunch is really time better spent. Um, And we say that as people who are on social media serving up help there. So honestly, like we're speaking to you as fellow parents first and foremost. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday, August 8th, when we will have Catherine McCord from Weelicious talking about school lunches. Big thank you to you, our listeners, our very earliest listeners. We love you guys. Can't wait to talk to you next week. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jim Endo. This is Megan. And this is Stacy. Stay sane and well-fed. Until next week. 
our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.